This is the podcast where we visit all 77 of Chicago's historic neighborhoods and discuss their heritage and taste the amazing food. And if you know anything about us, we love two things, food and Chicago. So I can't wait to burn this gas money. You ready? Let's get it. This is the 77 Flavors of Chicago, the podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another dope episode, 77 Flavors of Chicago. I started off hot. Started off hot, uh, as we normally do. Uh, I'm Dario. I'm Sarah. And we are here at the Blacks and Green. Uh, green Living Room. Green Living Room here for the Black Energy Justice Retreat with our guest, the fearless leader, Naomi, Naomi Davis. Y'all, make some noise for Naomi. Hey. hey. How you doing? I'm feeling groovy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you just had some wine. Yeah, That's right. what y'all. Yeah, y'all <laughs> <laughs> what y'all don't know now yeah. <laughs> we're having a wonderful there was lunch also yeah yeah, yeah. so she had an empty stomach is what we're trying to <laughs> right, right. um as for me though no i should right. <laughs> uh so we are here like i said at uh blacks and green the uh green living room right yep. here located on uh in woodlawn in woodlawn yep. we've done right. woodlawn before you all go check out that episode yeah. um right here on cottage grove at the yeah. black energy justice retreat and uh naomi before we get started go ahead and tell the people who you are and uh, we'll get into the meat and potatoes of what, what's going on well a lot of times i introduce myself hey i'm naomi davis and i come from white gloves and mud the mm. proud granddaughter of mississippi sharecroppers who like seven million others voted with their feet and moved up south for freedom and economic opportunity and westwood lawn was one such destination uh, of great migration comers, and we have settled there uh, as an institution, Blacks and Green, and we are building our sustainable square mile there. That's walk to work, walk to shop, walk to learn, walk to play, a village where African Americans own the businesses, own the land, and live the conservation lifestyle. And one of the most important parts of the work that we do is we're organized to increase household income via the new green economy. So buffers against the climate crisis mm -hmm. and ways to build community like belonging, like love, like flavor, like heritage. There you go. And I know you guys are all about the flavor. Yeah, yeah. We all about the flavor. You know um, all 77 of them. All, seven, <laughs> all 77 and then some. Um, that's, that's fantastic what you're doing here uh, on the south side. I think she had more. You want, is there more? You got, you, oh, if you got more, you, she, she, she like, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I could talk a long time. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess we can get into it. So we're here for, uh, for energy justice, right? And I know a big term that you've been uh, throwing around, you are, you are, prophesizing that this will be the word of the year by the end of the year, uh, decarbonization. Um, and that's a big multi-syllable word. word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too many. You know how I feel about that. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a, lot. That's a lot of syllables. Um, but go ahead and explain. And what does it really yeah, mean? Yeah, explain to people what decarbonization okay. is. Well, I, I like to I like to start by saying, okay, y'all remember whale blubber, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the answer would be, no, you do not remember <laughs> whale blubber. <laughs> See, <laughs> See, you you faking. You you trying to read off my paper. <laughs> Nobody remembers whale blubber, although it was at one time in our history as uh, civilization as we now know it the fifth largest global industry and very much epicentered here in North America. And uh, the idea that whale blubber was the source of light and heat. That's crazy. Uh, as a, as the convention, it's the normal, it was every, it was way things worked around here. And do you know, whale blubber is derived from a very brutal, very right. arduous process of stabbing a whale to death, uh, men out in the elements, uh, the, the, the life-threatening, nature-challenging elements of cold and wet and deep and dark. And it was a burgeoning, profitable, um, dominant industry, yeah. just like natural gas. Yeah. 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 And so I like to give that context because people figure, oh, my God, well, 
it's natural gas. Just, we're cooking with gas. It's right. like it's Big Mama and the Blue Flame. It's like <laughs> right. it's the right, way right. things supposed to be. <laughs> and it's none of that when you look at the cost to health and wealth of black and brown people that natural gas represents. And so I can tell you more about natural gas, but I wanted to just summarize this little nutshell piece here by saying, you know, when you know better, you do better. Mm, That's a fact. That's a fact. And when (laughs) we uh, understand the superiority of renewable energy, and when you look at the uh, poisonous impacts of burning a fossil fuel right. inside of a building, there, there was a study just recently out from Harvard uh, that talked about uh, the, uh, the many uh, chemicals that are burned inside of the process of burning natural gas. There was an AMA study recently talking about the detrimental impact of burning a natural gas in homes on children under a certain age. And of course, we are all too painfully familiar with the skyrocketing price yeah. of gas in yeah. our households. And so when we talk about our health, when we talk about our wealth, it's not like we're trying to get a magic wand to make right. natural gas go away tomorrow. We understand that a transition is involved. We understand that industry has other kinds of needs that must be accommodated. And more than anything else, we understand that there is nothing sacred about one technology over the other when affordability is not achieved for black and brown people. Decarbonization is a critically important strategy in reducing the rate that greenhouse gases are being proliferated because, you know, we can talk about the glossary and letting us know what greenhouse gases are and what they do. But just for now, let's put a pin in it and say, they're not good for you. Uh, the more they uh, increase, the less you're able to breathe. Yeah. And so decarbonization, which is not a household word right now. No, not at all. Is becoming a household word for two reasons. Number one, because to survive, we need to reduce our greenhouse gases. And number two, because... The carbon in our environment is a very strategic target. If we reduce that, and buildings represent 70% of the um, climate emissions that uh, fall into that category. So it's a very, very strategic place to be when you're reducing the carbon that you're burning in your house. And so decarbonization. Is a thing. Six. Yeah, I got six on the count. Six. Okay. <laughs> yeah. six. I, I was counting. Yeah. We do want to do it. And we at Blacks and Green and our FOBs, that is Friends of Big. Oh, I was like, <laughs> Friends? Oh, and I didn't know where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. But our FOBs, we want to do it in a certain way. And we want to make sure that we're not jumping out of the frying pan mm-hmm. into the fire. Okay. Because affordability is a must whether it's natural gas or whether it's uh, this newly electric world, must be affordable. But let's not cure the climate crisis, fix the climate crisis on the backs of black and brown people. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's decarbonize the equitable way. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And uh, you, hey, y'all, let me give a, I'm gonna give a coin for that one. Uh, <laughs> one breath. That was that was, that, that, was that was heavy. Yeah, you got a, you got a coin for that's that one. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing, right? That's a yes. great thing. That's yes. a great thing. You want to collect yeah, yeah. coins? As Daria will give you. Yeah, yeah. He's the coin master. He's the coin. Master. He's the coin master of the coins. Yeah, yeah, I am keeper so. of the coin. First time, first time we uh, ever use that on this uh, podcast here. Um, but I mean, you said you said a whole bunch. Um, you want to ask the, you know? Yeah. So. I guess what I want to understand more is how does decarbonization affect black and brown households? Well, you know, the, the buildup of carbon, there's a, there was a study last year that came up that said um, there's a 41% higher incidence of asthma uh, in households mm. um, with uh, natural gas versus uh, non-burning methane homes. Yeah. 
All right. We know that uh, for a number of reasons, the black community has uh, a, an asthma plague and that um, in the world of climate crisis, in the health and wealth metrics, we know we get harmed first and worst. Yeah. Yep. We are resourced. <laughs> we don't change our battery out. Nothing like that. We don't. <laughs> we, just let, we just let the thing sit and beat. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly call that an, an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's not even close. It's like not the same category. But we're, we're all learning. This we is, are. This is good. That's why this we're here. Yeah. 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 I never have, never will be. learning together. We are. That's the beauty of this process is that. You're so nice. You are. Because if Sarah had to say it, you know, <laughs> this idiot over here. I, I, I'll leave that meat in the middle. Okay? <laughs> Y'all can't see us, or maybe you can, but I'm, I'm oh, they can see it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, seriously, the idea that we are looking at how to embrace a new world, the new green economy. Right? Can we not just? Um, be energy efficient so that we're burning less carbon. But can we be uh, more comfortable in terms of how much pull on our household income we're expending and how much temperature rise, temperature wise, how much comfort we're feeling. Because guess what? You can be energy efficient by turning your 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 gas way down below yeah. comfort level. Yeah. Right? And that's not what we're talking about. Right. We mean to say that there are and and listen to this guys. I want you to hear me now because you're gonna feel me later. <laughs> Fortunes will be made in this era of fuel switching. Right. Fortunes will be made. Now, who makes that money is not entirely a foregone conclusion because we're working with 77 Flavors of Chicago to get the word out about... You got got another coin. You got another coin. Yeah, you got another coin. Yeah. (laughs) But that we are working with you to make sure that people can understand in a practical, tactical way why this is a good thing for them. Because guess what? Aren't we going to just, as we like to say, eat our way to the end of energy poverty? (laughs) And how we go... How we finta? Uh, <laughs> hey, that's another coin. That's I, that's my turn. That's my hey. I'm coin heavy right now. I'm good. <laughs> how we how we finta end energy poverty um, is um, is a mystery because no one has said okay. Even though our ancestors and and those still kicking on the ground right now have done decades and really deep tissue and sacrificed everything to bring these issues front and center. Right. We're not starting something, but we do intend to finish it. Right. Because this is just something that's not tolerable. Look, energy is a life essential service. Mm. You can't live without it. And we are uh, working with 77 Flavors to launch a one-year cook and clean contest. Hey. And what that means is that you out there in Listenerville, do I get a coin for that? Hey, no, we, yes, if you yes. hey, look, go ahead. Okay. You out there in Listenerville get to enter to win right. an induction cooktop, which our chef Gwen here at the Blacks and Green, Green Living Room Neighborhood Clubhouse just absolutely adores. And all of us who grew up on that blue flame, She's a chef. She cooks anything um, and everything. And she's making the transition effortlessly. Tomorrow morning from 8 to 10, we're going to be up in the big kitchen on our beautiful new induction stove. And we're going to be learning how to do healthy recipes, sexy recipes, old family recipes. Mm. Anything you can cook on gas, you can cook on an induction stove, and we're going to be launching a contest around the state of Illinois to introduce the opportunity widely. And Black Chefs of Illinois, we're coming for you. Hey, hey. We're coming for you. You know, you know, (laughs) Black Energy Justice. It's coming. I do feel like part of a superhero team. That's a 
good name to hey, like energy justice. justice. That's a good name. Yeah, right. I don't know if I qualify <laughs> to be in this picture. It's on video. <laughs> we'll, we'll screen for this. This is my least flattering. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Got it. Right, got it. Okay. I was sucking Relax. in. I was sucking in. Yeah. Right. This, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. this table's high enough. Though. Yeah, yeah. It hides a multitude of sins. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Um, hey, well, you touched on the. You touched on the contest and everything, so that's that's perfect. I guess um, uh, what's go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Question yeah, yeah, go ahead. before. So, I guess the question that we I often think about is if a family is, you know. Two, two parents working full-time jobs, struggling to put meals on the table. Why should their focus be on clean, cleaner energy or decarbonization? How important is it that amid life and like obviously people are going through things right now. We've had a rough couple of years. Why is this so important that we should still be focusing mm-hmm. on it? Well, I'll tell you. Um, when you see the metrics associated with our health and wealth, you can see that too way too many members of our community are paying more than 6% of their household income wow. on light and heat, which is now nobody, nobody out there just kind of living their lives and doing their thing, understand the relevance of 6%. But remember that number, 6% is, yeah. a, is, is a number that has been derived by um, social scientists, techno- technological uh, leaders, um, all kinds of um, researchers and agencies saying a family should not be paying more than 6% of their household income on heat and light. And yet... You know, we we do we're showing yeah. the data today here at the uh, Black Energy Justice Retreat of the astounding levels of arrearages. Yeah, we're we're very behind in our bills. Yeah, um, shutoffs level of shutoffs, and unfortunately, the the uh, the arrearages and the shutoffs are, believe it or not, accompanied by record profits mm. at these utility companies. Yeah. So there is no, there's a profound disconnect in our society between um, the investor-owned utility, mm-hmm. which is a, called an IOU, and it's called an IOU for good reason, folks. Okay, I'm being a little snarky now. <laughs> but I do want to say that our utilities are monopolies that are regulated and they are owned publicly and the profit to shareholders is a driving interest. And so if we have life essential services that are um, defined and framed and driven by how much an investor can get returned on their investment, and as we look at the prices of gas going up, and we're looking at the metrics that I just mentioned of the health uh, issues around gas in the, in the building, then you know when you're looking at all that together, it is in your survival interest right. to stop. It doesn't have to be, you know, what you do every evening after you put the kids to bed. Right, right, <laughs> right. It can be a very modest plug-in, and we're trying to make it as simple as possible for our extraordinary average everyday neighbors to know in their self-interest and be able to put their hands on the levers and dials of the things that are going to leave more money in their pockets, that are going to give them a chance to be, maybe you're going to be the next big energy entrepreneur. Hey, look. You'll make a fortune. You may. Or maybe, or willing. maybe you won't make a fortune, but maybe you'll make a really good living for your family in your neighborhood doing an energy-related business. We've got training. We've got financing. We've got a lot of things through the Climate and Equitable Jobs Act that was passed last year by Governor Pritzker that you can plug into. So I know we're busy. I know we're burdened. In fact, they call this paying more than 6% of your income on heat and light as an energy burden. Too many of us are paying 10 15 20 30, right. you know, we're late fees, late yeah, fees, right. deposits, yep. 
reconnection fees. And so I hope I can shed that light for you on, yep. that, on that question. Did yep. I, yep. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. perfect. You did. You did. You shed a lot of light. Um, and we, I know you got to get back to uh, shed more light. Uh, as this retreat starts, this is uh, this is day one of the tr- retreat, y'all. Um, Naomi Davis at the helm here. Um, we got uh, more interviews, uh, more yeah. conversation going later on in the podcast. We'll so talk to Naomi again tomorrow. We, we'll talk, yeah, a little bit later. So y'all, for you it's today. Yeah, for you. Can, can <laughs> right. I just say one last Go thing about, about the cook and clean contest? That statewide uh, contest um, that's coming to a neighborhood near you. Uh, think about what's your favorite neighborhood restaurant. Think about a black chef or two that you might know. Think about get them on board. Get them on board. Yeah. Because if send them the, this episode. If the yeah. send them this episode. If the chef enters the contest with that chef's restaurant, his or hers, they have the opportunity uh, as of Juneteenth, twenty twenty three. And what day is Juneteenth? The teenth. Nineteenth, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. If y'all don't know by now, y'all better stop. Oh, you scared me for a minute. Come on now. I, okay. I had a number one album release on Juneteenth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you are, um, you know, watching your clock, we got a countdown to Juneteenth 2023 when we are going to look and see which chef is selling the most uh induction stove prepared meals at their restaurant and uh, the restaurant winning because they've sold the most meals is going to get some really dangerously wonderful prizes. Hey, uh, we love dangerously wonderful. Yeah. That's, that's like the best oxymoron you could well, possibly you know, have. I probably shouldn't have said it like that. <laughs> no, say it like that. It's, you can't take it back. It's on the internet yeah. now. Super sweet. <laughs> Super sweet. Uh, y'all, uh, we got more from the Black Energy Justice, uh, more from Naomi, more from uh, some more delightful speakers here. Uh, we just getting started. Y'all stay tuned. So after our chat with Naomi, we had a bunch of different presentations by some top industry experts, honestly, in energy um, things. <laughs> yeah, they were much smarter than us. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then we tr- we had some amazing food cooked by G- Chef Gwen, which Mm-mm. did it over an induction stovetop. Yes, she did. And I can't wait for Richard to tell you all about this. It's amazing. Yes, let's go. Hi, I'm Richard Young. I'm the Director of Outreach at the Frontier Energy Food Service Technology Center. And the Food Service Technology Center is celebrating our 35th anniversary this coming October, and I've been there 34 years and really excited to share our information with you. If there is one important message uh, to share with everybody, it's that induction cooktops are completely different than those lousy old electric coil cooktops that everybody knows. The reason that induction is so much better than, the, than those old electric coil ranges is that with an induction cooktop, you have a, a coil underneath a hard piece of glass. And you're running electricity through this coil and it creates a magnetic field. And the, and the magnetic field is just hanging out doing nothing. So I can turn on my induction cooktop, put my hand on it, nothing happens. It doesn't, there's no heat generated by that. But as soon as I put my pot on top of the cooktop, and, and it's a metal pot, it needs to be uh, magnetic, cast iron works really well, most stainless steel works well. I put my pot on, that magnetic field starts to jiggle the, the atoms in that pot and, and it's just like rubbing your hands together, it creates friction. So all the heat is generated in the pot. All the heating happens in the pot. And it means that it's super efficient, super fast, um, and very controllable. And if we compare that to your traditional electric range, what's happening there is I have a, a, a metal coil and I put electricity into it, but the coil heats up. And it's the traditional electric range, it, it's slow to heat up, it's slow to cool down, it overshoots temperature. It's a really pretty lousy way to cook. I don't recommend those old electric ranges. Induction is whole new technology. It's a game changer. 
as far as cost goes, induction is not going to cost you any more to operate than a, a traditional gas range. Most people have gas ranges in their homes. Um, and, and if you're looking at your monthly bill, if you're using induction, it won't cost you any more. And here in Chicago, where you have some pretty warm summers, warm, um, if you've ever you know, worked over that gas range on a hot summer day, um, making you know, like a gumbo or something, a dish that I would love, you know that you really are just, all of that heat is coming out and hitting you. Uh, if you have air conditioning, your air conditioning is having to deal with all of that heat in your kitchen as well. With an induction cooktop, because there's no waste heat coming off of flames, because all the heat is, is going right into the pot or pan, you really don't have all of that heat hitting your face. Your kitchen is more comfortable, and your air conditioning system is not having to try and pull that heat out of your kitchen. Now, having said that, Induction is a new technology, and with any new technology, um, you have a higher first cost. So gas ranges are basically a 19th century technology. It's a hunk of metal with some valves into it. It works really well, but there's, there's nothing, there's no electronics, there's no controls or anything, nothing fancy. So there, and a lot of those have been produced, so the cost is pretty low. Induction, new technology, electronics, controls, um, the cost is going to be higher if your, your first cost is going to be higher. But when you look at the performance, the ability to, to uh, con control your cooking, um, me, I make a lot of jams. I've got a fig tree. I like to make fig jams. I, when I go to my induction, I don't burn the pot as much as I do on a gas range. So... So there's better food quality, better comfort, better controllability. And what I can say is that once you've played around with an induction cooktop, you'll find that your food quality is the same or better and that you will, you'll get used to the, the uh, better control on the induction cooktop and you'll find yourself moving away from your gas range. You know, if you, if you say... A lot of houses have your gas range. You can go buy a little countertop induction cooktop and set it over on the side. That's what I have in my 102-year-old house. And as I said, I, I make jams and stuff. I, I use the induction cooktop because I'm not burning the bottom of the pan. And I believe that as people try out induction cooktops more, that's, that's going to change hearts and minds. That's all I ask is have an open heart and mind. Try it out and see for yourself. I am Gwendolyn Pruitt, and I'm a visual artist. I do, my specialty really is portraits, so I do paintings and sculptures, and I do jewelry. I, I sew very well. I do suede and leather. I used to love doing that. I do um, cook, you know, I grow things, and uh, I'm just an artist who is diversified in what I do, you know. I made the soaps in there, I made the, the soy candles in there, I, I made all that stuff. My paintings are hanging up in there too. Also, we have an induction stove and and, uh, and uh, tabletop model, and they're excited because I said, you know what, guess what we're gonna do? When we're done making these wind chimes, we're gonna pick some collard greens, take them upstairs, and I'm gonna, you're gonna saute them, I'm not gonna do it. You guys are gonna learn how to use the stove. And we can talk about it and sit around and, and eat while we're talking. And they're like, they're fired up. It's like a whole new life for them, you know? So if we, I'm going to grow that out. So I'm going to take that little nugget that was once just dealing with the gardening, you know, and grow it into a kind of a, let's just call it a club. Mm -hmm. So that club can grow, you know, and we can begin to use our volunteers in a different way. And plus they get something out of it. I did the research on purchasing an induction range for the organization, and it took a lot of twisting to get Naomi to buy that particular one because it's not cheap. It's a beautiful one. It's a Bertazzoni uh, makes it, and we bought it from ABT, and I know about it because that's where my mother and I just bought a stove, and I'm like, you know what, they have induction love. So they make a really great product, and so we had to have special wiring put in for that range. 
but we also have a countertop model, which doesn't require any additional, you know, electricity. And it's very nice. It's called um, the uh, Control Freak. I'm like, what? We got to buy that. No. <laughs> so, so what's so cool about it is when I made that chocolate, that crispy chocolate cake with the mousse, I took chocolate, put it in a pan and threw it in there and set it at a temperature and walked away, basically, because I was doing all this other stuff. And, and, and it never burned. It never exceeded the temperature. You know, there was never any heat coming out of the unit. You know, it was just this amazing, it, it defied the laws of nature because you can cook something on it. Say, so here's the cooktop right here. And then you put that bowl on it with water in it, for example. You can lay a, a piece of cloth right there and it will not catch on fire. I said, you know, and this is water's boiling and you can touch the side of the pan and it's still cool because what's so cool about the induction is it's direct, it's, it's, it's direct heat. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't lose any heat like with a, a, a gas, the, the heat is all on the sides, you get the soot and stuff, you know, so none of that happens. I, I absolutely am falling in love with the induction and knowing also that it's better for my environment. It's better for me to breathe that, you know, nothing versus the emissions from gas. So um, I'm loving the fact that you can control it so well. You can program it into your smartphone. What? And, you know, it's and you don't have to worry about laying stuff on the, you know, on the, on the burners and you can just wipe it off to clean it. You know, you don't have to wait for it to cool <laughs> and all that jazz that I grew up with. So it's a, it's a paradigm shift in my, in my thinking. I have to reframe myself so that I think differently about what I'm doing so that I can, I can grow that. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to see the demo. Oh yeah. And you know, Richard, he's amazing. Yeah. We interviewed him yesterday. Ooh. He's so nice. He's, he's the nicest he's guy so nice. ever. Yeah. He's, he's so nice. cool. Yeah. And he, he explained how to teach it to other people. Mm, okay. So, um, I'm working on that because who in West Woodlawn has an induction, uh, stove or countertop. Now you can buy one for a hundred bucks, you know? And if that, like when you close up your house for the winter and you seal everything and you make right. sure no leaks and no air. So, you know, the ventilation, you're breathing in those emissions and what have you, you know, so so you can buy a small unit and use that big thing less and use this more, you know, and it's better for you and and you can expand that, you know, so Naomi's vision, you know, it's <laughs> Naomi is, I don't know, she might be a genius and she's so driven. I've never known anybody to be so driven ever. And I've known some really dynamite people, but uh, her passion to help her people blows me away. And sometimes it runs me away because she's demanding, you know, and she thinks everybody else is like her. (laughs) And so I'm learning how to uh, focus. I'm learning more about focusing, you know, being an artist and having an artist kind of... You know, but being here has caused me to um, really look at who I think I am in the scope of the work that she's doing, you know, and it's stretching me. I love being stretched. Yeah. So I I just think that, that Naomi is amazing individual. If I could just get her to probably rest more uh, and then do the five rights and drink some, you know, green juice, we'd be good. So that's a ever, fl- ever, ever fight with me and her. To make her drink more green juice. <laughs> well, actually she wants me to cook all the time mm. and I can make her juice, but I don't have time because <laughs> she's got me working. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was incredible. I mean, Chef Gwen knows so much, and she cooked for three days. Yeah, three days. That's a, that's three a lot of food. Three full days for so many people. It yeah. was it was amazing. Yeah, it was. Um, 
And we the garden out there is beautiful, which is where you can, if you're watching this, you can see us chat with A lot her. of collard greens. A lot of collard greens. Uh, and day two, Richard gave us a demo of the induction stovetop, induc- induction countertop. Did you know that you can melt the chocolate? I mean, I'm going to let him talk about it. Yeah, we'll but let you- him talk about it. But the, the chocolate didn't melt on that thing. The induction stove. On the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sure didn't, but we ate a lot of chocolate and bananas. Yeah, we sure did. It was easy cleanup too, as you yeah. can see. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. We ended the night with a cocktail party by mixologist Danielle, and we got to make the drinks. We did get to make the drinks. Let's 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 her, let her tell her all about it. Um, so my name is Danielle. I am a sommelier, a mixologist, and I also do culinary education. Okay. Um, my background comes from kitchens and working at Le Cordon Bleu, and then eventually shifted towards front of the house and building wine lists and cocktail production, those sorts of things. Yeah. So today we're cocktailing for Blacks and Green. Mm-hmm. We're having an event tonight. Yeah. And I tried to build a couple of different cocktails for them um, that really utilize things that are seasonal, things that they have in the garden here really to represent what they sort of embody within this space. Okay. Can I tell you something? Yeah. The first time Dario heard the word <laughs> Somalia, he thought I said Somalian. <laughs> and he asked I, me. I, I so it was clue. a West African kid in the background picking out words. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no. possibly. From South I mean, it could have been. You could have been. It could have been. <laughs> Very well, see, I wouldn't you never out. know. Okay. Only problem I had it was east. Uh, yeah, it was east. It was east. He said what? <laughs> Somebody but... corrected me. Was like, oh, it's east. I'm like, okay, fair. <laughs> but now I know. Uh, okay, so I think we should start with what the syrups are, or I, I said syrups, but um, uh, your infused drinks. Drinks. Yeah. So um, starting over here with the darkest one. Um, this is blueberry. Mm-hmm. Pretty evident by the color. So. The blueberry is applied in two different ways, and we do that to create texture in the cocktail. So um, quality frozen blueberries from Michigan, Mm -hmm. which are a fantastic resource even in the middle of winter. A lot of honey stuff up there, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michigan is... Go ahead, Michigan. All right. (laughs) Okay. I mean, go ahead a little bit. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a lot. Yeah, yeah. No. So the blueberries are juiced. And then the juice is sous vide with fresh basil. Okay, what's sous vide? Uh, <laughs> if I had to deduce what sous vide means, sliced up, yes. mashed, mixed. So it's a cooking process that involves constant water circulation. Way off. Um, and it's it's something that you can use to cook things at a very low temperature for an extended period of time. And because the machine is actually circulating the water you're not running the risk of foodborneness and those sorts of things. So it's a super common technique for doing like the 60-minute egg Mm -hmm. that you'll see on Mm -hmm. some menus, very popular with salmon, you know. 60-minute eggs. Yeah, so you put it in a bag and you seal it, and then you put it in water. People name 60-minute eggs. Yeah. (laughs) What? But that's, it's done for 60 minutes at a super low temperature, and the constant circulation makes sure that it cooks evenly. So <laughs> usually, if you've done it right, if you get a sous vide egg, yeah. when you open that, the yolk is going to be exactly in the center. Mm. Oh wow! And that's because of because the it's circle. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's pretty. How big is that machine that's got to do that? So most of them are like wands that are probably about this size, okay. and then you get whatever water tub you want. Okay. So oh, if you're doing a little thing, you can do a pot at home. Mm. If you're in a restaurant and you're doing a big thing, there are actual like tubs that you will buy for them. Man, you learned so much stuff. About, I learned you know? stuff. This is like I didn't even know these tools existed. So the idea of the sous vide doing the low temperature allows you to infuse the flavor without actually cooking it. Right. Basil, once you cook it, dramatically changes in flavor and aroma, and it's not really a tasty change when you're talking about cocktails. You right. want to keep that freshness to it. So the sous vide is the perfect way to do that. Um, And then the remaining bits from actually creating the blueberry juice were used to make a blueberry syrup. So unlike a traditional bar syrup, which is going to be one part water to one part sugar, Mm -hmm. this has a little bit less sugar in it. That's because blueberries are high in pectin, which is the stuff that helps it to congeal when you make jam. Right. So (laughs) you, you don't need as much 
sugar right. okay. with something like that. I also try to put less sugar in cocktails. Yeah, yeah. Because when you drink alcohol, you get dehydrated. Headache. Sugar yep. dehydrates mm -hmm. you. Double whammy, yep. right? So as much as I can take that's out, really smart. Right. I will. So a lot yeah. of so somebody that's like like that's why I stopped drinking because yeah. it would give me headaches. Anything that had sugar in it, so I was like, I am done. Yeah. But so we can do an NA version of that mm -hmm. and a version of it with vodka, and then we'll garnish it with basil flour. Ooh. And then one thing that we'll do too, and I'll just show you this now. I learned this trick from my favorite florist, and this is how she opens roses. Okay. And I like to use the flowers a lot just because they look better yeah. in a cocktail and you're using, using like a smaller bit too. So I learned this from her. When she opens roses, she twirls them like this and it causes the actual rose to flare out. Oh, interesting. But when she was doing it, I could immediately smell the aroma mm -hmm. from the oils releasing from yeah. the, the rose petals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we'll do for the flowers okay. to get it to encourage okay. to release the oils. I'm excited. Let's make that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Or should we go through the rest of the... Do you want me to make it or yeah. you want to make it? I'll make it. Let's go. Okay. This, you can do it. I'll do it. You can yeah. do it. I trust you. <laughs> okay. That's well, a good thing. I'm glad you do. <laughs> Here's your shaker. Are you going to make it boozy or not boozy? Boozy. Okay. Sure. So this is also your jigger. Yeah. So this side, <laughs> two ounces. <laughs> this side, one ounce. Okay. Uh, two, one. Yeah, and I'm okay. just going to give you the smaller. Is okay, one. all right, got you. The small one is one. And yeah, the big yeah I got you. I got you. <laughs> so ice in your cooler behind you. Okay, so where do, do I start there first? Yeah, you're going to put ice in your shaker. All right. There you go. First step, open, a, open this. How much ice do you need? Just that's, that's yeah, good. That's, that's good. more than enough. Yeah. That's she said you're doing okay, too all right. much. No, you're okay. You're okay. good. So then what you're going to do is you're going to put your blueberry in first. Whenever you're putting product into a measure like a jigger, you want to start with whatever's heaviest and most sugary. Because then everything you put on top of that is going to rinse that jigger oh. out. So do I? So you're going to do two ounces blueberry. I'm shaking. You're all right. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm on camera. And then you just throw it in here? Yeah, throw it in. Okay, that's it? And then you're going to do one ounce vodka. Okay, I'm about to flip it over. Wait a minute. Little Thank ones you. that you can actually get through these and <laughs> not like, pass out. And not be there. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> so here's what you can do. You can flip it over to the one side for an accurate measurement. Or just do half. Yeah. Hey, look. Because of the shape of jiggers, when you do that, you actually want to go a little bit beyond half. Oh. Because of how it's that. Because it bowls out. Yeah. That's that's oh, about yeah. one. A little bit. That's, that's good. Right there. That's one. And then throw it in. Okay. That's okay. all we're adding because. This has our two blueberry and it also has our lemon juice. Okay. So we're set. Whenever you're doing small cocktail stuff like this, yeah. the less tools, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am going to help you with this. Okay, all right. Is that the, that's the shaking part. <laughs> all right, so you've got it in here. Yep. We're going to dump and smack. One shake over your shoulder. That's if it? Any, if anything spills out, Start stop over. and reseal. Nothing spilled out. Yeah, that's, so, I'm glad you did it. <laughs> so you're, you're going to want to give yourself pretty much like full motion. Yeah. And yeah. you just want this to get chilled. We're not trying to put like little ice chunks in here or anything like that. So, yeah. yeah, you feel it quickly. Yeah. So we're just going to go shake it, shake it, shake up. And we're going to open it. Here's what you do. You take your fist and you beat on the side where it's kind of connected. All these little tricks. That's pretty cool. Now grab yourself a cup. And put uh, some ice in there. Okay, some ice in here. Mm -hmm. You can just leave that cooler open. Okay. And then we're going to strain. So this is called a Hawthorne strainer. And that's this shape. The other common strainer was a julep strainer. Okay. Hawthorne strainers are designed to catch little citrus bits and things gotcha. like that. Okay, gotcha. So because this has lemon in it, we're going to do that. So we're just going to pour right on top. And then you're gonna get a basil bit. I'll take the one you had, this right here. Yeah. And then just do this. Yeah, you can. The other thing people do is they'll like slap it on their hands. This is foolish. And then you're just gonna clip off a bit of the flower. Just yeah, and you here. can use the scissors there if you like. Like a Neanderthal. I'll catch you. Right. I guess I should have been doing that. And we're gonna make this prettier for you too. <laughs> okay, all right. See how this bit like doesn't have much flower here? We're going to trim that down. And then we're actually going to place this so that it's like flour up. And what you want to do is put it on top of ice. So it sits there. So it sits there. Yeah. Because then that's all about presenting aroma. 
almost 90% of what you taste is what you smell. Okay. So if I can make you smell basil, I can make you taste you can, basil. Yeah. Mind over matter. So there you go. So I'm going to be trying this out. <laughs> can you smell the basil? I, I can. Oh, that's smooth. That's dangerous. That's yes. dangerous. So oh, that's dangerous. One of the things, too, if you're doing a bar like this at home or for any party, Ooh. when you make a mixer like that, um, I actually made it with a little more lemon than I would prefer mm -hmm. because in order to serve it as an N.A. cocktail, okay. it needs to have a little more zinc. So I would do this non-alcoholic, shake it over ice or even pour it over ice, and then top with a little bit of soda water. But for that to present with proper texture, you need to add a little more acidity. This is good. You can make this at home with whiskey, too. Oh, it's Ooh. over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Blueberry, whiskey, same, and Earl Grey tea. Same, same really? process, like yeah. two, two, um, two teaspoons. Yeah. You're and then, yeah. I mean, two ounces. Two, there it is. Two to one. It doesn't matter. Measure, yeah, two to, two one. to one. Yep. That's a see. Now yeah. I remember that. Now you're born. okay. All right, you up next. For what? <laughs> mm. This is this is very dangerous. It's dangerous, y'all. This is not. I could do this all night, and I don't even. Here's funny, but I don't even I drink even vodka. Try. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I say all night, and I'd be done I, in two. I regularly warn people, like with their first cocktail, from most things that I do like this, like. And I got a comedy I, show. I, yeah, I, I usually. <laughs> So, I usually tell people I don't fuck around. Yeah, you don't. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's smooth. Oh, that smells so good. Yeah, it does smell good. This was very good. You could, you could taste that very, very much so. Yeah. Okay, let's make that. And if there, were, if there were less lemon in that, yeah. the basil would present even more. Mm, okay. But we want to make it appropriate for both production like styles. Twenty-five dollar cocktail. Yeah, for that. real. Uh, well, y'all. Uh, to put a bow on this, <laughs> to put a bow on this, uh, Danielle Sanders, thank you. This has been, honestly, probably one of the most fun things that we've done, yeah, uh, really. when, you know, talking about what we do, but thank I'm you. I'm glad. It was my pleasure. Thank oh, you for absolutely. the drinks. Thank yeah. you for, you know. You were quick and easy to put to work. So hey, you know. You know? Take, the, take the heat off of me. Yeah, yeah. I got to be, look, so, you need me to do anything. <laughs> it's okay. That was Karina. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank she you again. She didn't want yeah, to <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's keep it rolling. 77 Flavors, we out here. <laughs> uh, Day three started out with a tour of the Black House Coalition. Coalition of Black House Museums. There you go. I got you. I got your back. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but we went to, we started out at the Emmett Till House. Uh, Naomi got to talk there. And also, we moved on to the A. Philip Randolph House over in Pullman. Yeah, that Porter, that Pullman Porter Museum is so incredibly eye-opening. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool to hear them talk about it and the passion behind it yeah. and the history that's in there is actually really cool. Yeah. From there, mm -hmm. we went to Bronzeville yeah. and uh, visited the Phyllis A. Wheatley House, right. which is really cool. Um, they had some drinks there at all these locations. Yeah. It was really cool. And it was, the entire experience was like so holistic and spiritual. Everywhere you went, you felt the energy. I mean, the, uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad house. Yeah. When we went there and we stepped into the back garden, it literally felt, you can feel the energy. You definitely could. Uh, and it was really cool to, to kind of see them, all these homes, them wanting to restore and hear the stories behind right. why these need to be restored. We ended with some bean pies at the Elijah <laughs> Honorable High. I've never had a bean pie before. They're good. They're good. Yeah. And of course, we had to stop by Boxville and Bernard talked to us about this really cool shipment container community that is very vital to the the success and the business over in Bo in Bronzeville. Yeah, if you if you have not checked out Boxville, some of our favorite places have come out of Boxville. Shout out to Red Hot Dog Box. Yeah, Red Hot Dog Box. Box Hot Dog Red. <laughs> we went home after that because we were tired, and we yeah. start talking to Naomi again. Wind down. End of day three, Black Energy Justice Retreat. It was amazing. I learned so much. Uh, Currently, Dario's out picking out my induction oven. That's why he's not here today. Okay. Uh, with this wi at this wind down, it's just you and me. Um, and so, let's let's talk about it. We got our wine. We're gonna cheers. But how do you feel? How was what? What do you feel like the outcomes of the retreat? There's so much that happened. First of all, I feel elated and so grateful to God that the heavy lift we took on by faith was fulfilled and 
I think you heard the people, the feedback was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. People said it was the best, it was was the highlight of their summer, that it was the best uh, conference they ever went to. Right. No air quotes. It was a full-on conference. uh, Well, it it kind of, I guess it kind of was. It was, we were convening like minds. Mm -hmm. We were problem solving. Right. Uh, from a spiritual, you know, sort of interwoven feeling of connectedness. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, (laughs) right? Right. I was going to say that. I feel like at every single stop that we made this weekend, everything was so, and I was telling Dario on our tour today, I said, there's so much... um, it's got this like healing feeling. Yes. You know what I mean? Just like ev- everyone was so spiritual, everyone, different religions, people from different backgrounds, different wh- whatever. Everyone kind of had that like hopeful energy. Everyone was, they care about what food goes in their body. They care about what, you know, the, what we're doing to the earth. They, it's just, it was such a hopeful three days that you kind of can't help but feel like as much as there is going on in the world, you just feel so good coming out of it. You, know? you do. You yeah. do. Um, <laughs> right. You see that. Um, but so, what are what are the next steps now for the campaign? Well, we are very practical and tactical. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot of stuff, an inch deep, mile wide. Uh, we brought together people who knew their subjects so well mm-hmm. they could be concise right they could get to the bottom line we did uh preparation and conversation right. to distill our thoughts into what we call and this will be air quotes one pagers yeah because they weren't one page <laughs> right but we're getting there mm-hmm. the point is what are we doing here right we're putting ourselves at the service of community yep. we're coming together with community to say, look, if I have to get on the phone, no, well, first, before I get on the phone, I got to go on the yellow pages. Okay, there are no yellow pages anymore. Okay, I got to go on the internet and find an expert because I'm in the community. I don't necessarily know an expert, all right? Um, I got to find an expert. I got to be able to afford a fee. Mm -hmm. I got to write out a contract. I got to do a scope of work. I got to figure out what I need to know you don't have to do any of that right what we are making real easy real available are real-time experts who you can call our technical allies pool right and say look this is our issue in our community mm-hmm. regarding energy these are the things our people are experiencing right um we want x y and z solutions or we don't know what exactly can be done to solve this specifically. Can you come sit with us? Yeah. And to be able to put our subject matter experts, our technical allies pool, our tap, the big tap, big tap. Uh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> put the big tap at the service of community. It's like on demand. Right. It's, like, it's like streaming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Streaming and on demand the same thing. It can be. Mm. It can be. You can stream on demand. Things. I'm trying to see I'm trying to be all cute and everything. <laughs> right. And we're you know, we're talking, we're media right, now. Right. So I'm being all cute and everything. Don't know what the hell I'm talking no. about. But that's all right too. So but the point is we are building we this was designed to be a train the trainer. Yeah. It was designed to uh, accelerate the ability of communities to become advocates out of their own mouths for their own vote right. on the issues of burning concern yeah. to them. Yeah. And my favorite part is that it was people that looked like us that were in the room. You know, it wasn't uh, two or three middle-aged white men telling <laughs> us, this is how you solve the problem that they don't even live within the community. Right? So that's, that's probably... Um, it's really hard to believe in something if it, if you feel like it's it's preaching at you, but this this felt like you know the struggle and you're in it. I mean, big is in Woodlawn, so you're actively living here. You're you are. are oh, you... I now I know one of my other favorite okay, parts. Okay, Didn't you love this t- this morning 
when Kofi took over. When they took the room, mm -hmm. they took the mic, they mm -hmm. took the programming. Yep. Community-based organizations can. Right. And they must. Yes. So I'm just going to do a big, bold shout-out to Kofi mm -hmm. for understanding. See, a lot of our communities are not in a place as we're, it's like our fingers in the dike and we're bailing water right. all the time, right? So, uh, yeah, writing a piece of model legislation for the Illinois Commerce Commission, I don't think so. Right. On the other hand, there are those community organizations who can say, you know what, um, first of all, I know that this thing has value. I'm smart enough to know that. Number two, I can work with you as a leader on right. this. I'm not following you. Yep. I'm leading. Mm -hmm. I have uh, a need for free. And how do I know this? I know this because I'm a community-based organization. Right. I know what I need. Yep. I sit in these rooms. I sit in these webinars. I sit in these workshops. And a lot of times, I don't know what the hell they're talking right. about. Right. And, I mean, you were a lawyer. And I'm a lawyer. Life. And I'm so... 10 years in. I'm 10 years into more than 10 years, really. Um, 15 years, if I'm honest, yeah. into the right. conversation for energy, uh, energy justice, energy enterprise, um, and, and, and the equities right. that we say it can bring. Right. So I'm like, you know what, so if, if it I don't, if, to you. If, I, if it's over my head, yeah. it's over, it's, it's going to be over anybody's yeah. head. Right. And that's not okay because, all right, if, if, all right. How many people in uh, in the listening audience mm -hmm. know what the ICC is? Like maybe a couple. Okay, and now if I give you oh, a hint thing. and say it's the Illinois Commerce Commission, okay, who still doesn't know? Okay, I guess you could deduce. And then if I say, okay, well they're the people who make major decisions right. that directly impact your quality right. of life. And not just in the realm of energy, but we're talking energy here. Right. It's still not ringing a bell. Right. Okay. And how I'm able to access, um, be involved, intervene, have a word, make a comment, make a difference uh, with a group that powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know they exist. I don't know what they do. I don't know how they do it. And I don't know how to interrupt in my own self-interest. Right. So that's ending. Mm -hmm. That's ending here and now. So that was uh, a really, really gratifying moment for me this morning mm -hmm. when, you know, when one of the community-based organizations participating in the retreat said, I got this. Yeah. And I'm like, Go ahead. Do your thing. <laughs> Do your thing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, tell us about, I'm going to butcher this, Laverne's. Miller Travis. Oh, she came with it. Look, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Very rewarding to see community step up and take the lead. That's right. the whole point of this retreat. Right. Secondly, Strategy, strategy, strategy. Mm -hmm. Bernice Miller-Travis of the Title VI Alliance killed it. She brought the news of how the Civil Rights Act mm -hmm. in its fullness includes a Title VI section that is deeply, widely applicable um, in the regulation of our organizations that are getting a dollar of federal funding, wow. that they are held to a standard that is enforceable fundamentally, that has been on the shelf in the booth in the back in the dark. And so how do we use Title VI offensively? We talk about the mm -hmm. offense and the defense. How do we use Title VI offensively to make sure that the justice that we're seeking is enforced um, across the land, um, mm -hmm. and that, well, we have a tactic that right. we're not telling everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, if, if anyone, uh, is like me and, and 
doesn't necessarily know what this is until this very moment, what, where can they research this? Where can they learn more? Come to our brand spanking new website, blacksandgreen.org. And we have a page that we will have for you mm -hmm. um, next week mm -hmm. that will describe the strategies, the tactics, the sessions. We had 15 sessions in two days. We had uh, community organizing today, Saturday, the third day. And let me tell you something. Again, for the long haul, what we know we need to do is build our relationships, have fun, and knit and weave. Yep. Friday night at Bronzeville Winery. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> it was the dopest dope. <laughs> was it the most fabulous time yeah. to see all of these great thinkers right. and doers? Drunk. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Okay. All right, tipsy. Tipsy. All yeah. right. All right. But on the food, the finest food you can find anywhere in the city of Chicago, black owned. That's in a the bold hood. statement. The finest food in the city I'll, of Chicago. I'll stand right. by it. Come you heard it here first. All right. And they have an induction cooktop there. Oh, do they? Yes, they do. Their chef is has a balanced kitchen. And what we're doing with our induction initiative, our campaign, is to make decarbonization a go. household word coupled with affordability because if it ain't affordable, it ain't accessible, and it don't exist yep. for us in the way that life essential services need to uh, be available for us. Not profit at the expense of life, yep. okay? So what we're saying is, we had a fabulous time at the winery. We had fun. You could see people in their little huddles, beehiving, connecting, plotting, planning. It was a joy to my heart. And so when we talk about the Black Energy Justice Retreat, mm -hmm. we kicked off the campaign this weekend. And we are coming for it. We are not stopping till we win. Mm -hmm. And we're not trying to do no multi-decade process. Right, right. We, can, we, we're believing for miracles. Right. It's not and about to be like the 1994 project. <laughs> <laughs> what is that highway called? I don't even know. So we're coming for it. Mm -hmm. We're committed. We can, we actually consider it done. And it's a fable. And we're coming back from the future. And we're describing to people how we did it. And it all begins this month, how I end energy poverty, a one-pager. And this fall, October, November, December, model legislation going to how to reform the ICC. We're going to take a big, big crack at it. And we're going to have a press conference in January. <laughs> Winding <laughs> down. <laughs> we're going to have a big press conference in January. And um, see us then. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, back to you, Bob, in the studio. That's us. You'll hear us. All right, that is all we did in those three days. Remember, this is just the beginning of a year-long mm -hmm. campaign um, for energy justice. And we're very excited to be part of this project, if I'm being honest. This is a little bit different. There is still some food. There's definitely a lot of Chicago history. We are all over the South and West Side. Um, and we're really excited to, for you to learn more about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and like you said, it's uh, an honor to be a part of it, uh, to be at the forefront of, yeah. of something like this. Sure. Um, but it's it's really cool to visit these neighborhoods and know that there's history in these neighborhoods that doesn't get talked about. Right, and we're fighting for them to uh, get their fame and their recognition. As well as energy justice for folks out there because, right. you know, I've never even really thought about decarbonization. But right. here we are. And it is an important situation, issue that we should be talking about. Situation issue. Um, and honestly, <laughs> if you would like to see. So we, we created a virtual tour uh, that mimics the stops that we did on the third day of all the historical homes, all of the important sites. Um, if you guys would like to see that, let us know. We, we'd love to we'd love to share that information with you. Yeah, Dario worked really hard on it. Extremely hard. Not very. <laughs> Extremely hard on it. It was hot. Yourself, this is Dario giving himself a coin. You know? Yeah, this uh, is my coin. <laughs> no, no. Not again. <laughs> How did I do this two episodes in a row? Wow. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, 
that's all, folks. Uh, if you like this episode and, you know, you want us to buy an induction oven, uh, that shit is not cheap. And I would love one. So go ahead, share this. Send it to someone you love. Uh, I'm going to say this episode, send it to someone you hate. Um <laughs> Someone you despise, your worst, your yeah, a coworker that just won't stop talking, and you want them to shut up. Right, Here's somebody that be ha- talking with food in their teeth. You know, <laughs> give it to them. Somebody that needs to learn about anything. Well, Share this. Well, that was a fun ending. <laughs> we'll catch you next. Whatever day it is, Monday, Wednesday, maybe a Thursday. <laughs> Who knows? Actually, y'all stay tuned. We got some fun stuff. <laughs> Peace. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 77 Flavors of Chicago. We look forward to having you again next Monday. So make sure you look out for us on any platform where you can listen to a podcast. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and do all the things. And we'll see you next Monday.